I think what flavor of these new Dunkin' Coconut Refreshers you get says a lot about you. Really? What's it say about me? Well, you got the refreshing golden peach because you're vibrant, fun, and positive. Oh, what about me? The bold purple pomegranate means you're vibrant, fun, and positive. I take it I got this delicious pink strawberry because I'm vibrant, fun, and positive. Yeah, it's a simple system, really. Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer excludes classic Dunkin' Refreshers. Hello. Namaste. Welcome to Far From Fact. Join us, Keshav Naidu, and me, Hussein Mochit, as we solve pertinent world issues in an attempt to make the world a better place. Make the world a better place? Okay, we'll leave it the way we found it. In this episode, we talk about an asteroid the size of the Burj Khalifa, a COVID yatra that was designed to create awareness, and lastly, the three farm bills and why farmers are protesting in Punjab and Haryana. Yeah, this is the last one, bit, bit of a serious story. Yes, yes, but uh, enjoy the episode either way. Enjoy. So, Keshav, uh, what's up, what's up? What's up, what's up? I have a very interesting topic for today, our first topic. And the headline is more interesting than the topic, actually. The, <laughs> the headline reads that a Burj Khalifa-sized asteroid is going to zoom past Earth on Sunday. And here is all you need to know. Okay, so okay. that just got me to click. It catches my eye, yes. definitely. Yes. So, some more information. So, NASA's hmm. Jet Propulsion Laboratory has classified hmm. it as a potentially hazardous asteroid due to its predicted close pass with Earth. It is over 800 meters in height and over 500 meters in diameter making it much larger than the UAE skyscraper Burj Khalifa. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Okay, so just a bit of trivia. Burj Khalifa is the world's tallest building with a height of 829 meters. And this asteroid, which was discovered in 2000, has a diameter of 820 meters. And hence the comparison in the story. Yes, hence the comparison. So, according to the space agency, asteroid will zoom past Earth from a safe distance after being at its closest at around 10.38 a.m. IST on November 29th. Oh, cool. So, it has just passed us. Ah, we just the fact missed that it. we're recording this yeah. means <laughs> it has not hit Earth, uh, the world has not ended. Correct. Correct. And we still have only one Burj Khalifa. <laughs> and we still have only one. It's not like this one came and sat on top of that and crushed this one. Yeah, so it's all happy. I think uh, yeah. it's all ended well. But yes, the larger discussion here is, I think, trying to figure out how they narrowed down on using the Burj Khalifa for scale. Yeah, but one last bit of trivia I find interesting here before we go into that Mm -hmm. is even at the closest distance, Mm -hmm. this is what I like about space, Mm -hmm. at its closest, Mm -hmm. this asteroid will be at a distance of 43 lakh kilometers. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) They, they, They should give us some understanding of that also, no? Of that also, correct. Uh, and they have, they have. So, they have? Yeah, okay. it says this distance is more than the distance between the Earth and the Moon. That's it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, but... It's better than saying, you know, 100 Burj Khalifa. Yeah. <laughs> because that doesn't make any sense to me. When they say, you know, if you stack 1 million hamburgers on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, those kinds of comparisons. That's stupid. So, uh, this asteroid was last officially seen on Jan 13, 2018. And after its current pass, it is expected to be seen on Feb 6, 2031. Oh, yeah. So, I have a question here at the risk of sounding ignorant. Mm-hmm. Does that make it a comet? I If it keeps coming back? Yeah, probably it does, man. I don't know what is termed as what. Like, what is a comet? I think they should rename it, like, Toxic Girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps coming. Toxic X. That's toxic the gender X, neutral. Yeah. 
this is officially not a comet or an asteroid it just gives <laughs> like will come up different next year maybe yeah. it will be the size of two burj khalifas you don't know yes you know it's just eating its pain <laughs> oh man they're going to come after us <laughs> nasa and and uh, fat people <laughs> And imagine any fat people at NASA. <laughs> and any fat people at NASA. <laughs> so, okay. Now, do you feel like the 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 item they use to help us understand its scale yeah. has it yeah. helped improved your understanding of how big this thing is? It's helped me understand how PR works for Burj Khalifa. <laughs> Yeah, or rather it makes me wonder how it works for them <laughs> so and you know the, these kinds of things are very common uh, like you said that it can circle the earth these many times or yeah. if you stack up uh, something from the ground up till the stratosphere you will need yeah. these many of these units so Correct. it's it's always very strange why people use a random unit that someone would have ne- not have no idea about yeah to explain and you know somebody had to crunch numbers yeah 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 <laughs> so you know somebody went home late that <laughs> night <laughs> and some senior made some stupid adjustment also okay just <laughs> This guy had said, "I will stack say burgers on top of each other." Okay. He came and said, "No, no, burgers is it's too random a unit. Use club sandwiches because that is more standardized." And as numbers go out, the shitter he has to come back. That poor intern is never going to eat club sandwiches again. <laughs> Or burgers again. <laughs> so, do you feel like there's a better way to do that instead of using? Firstly, why do they do that? If you have any guesses, I don't honestly. You know, I'm at a loss. Mm-hmm. You know, because to be honest, first of all, okay, my first question here is: mm-hmm. an asteroid is sphe- not kind of oblong, spherical, whatever. Correct. It's a ball-like thing. Yeah, yeah. Is my picture is uh, is what I have in my head. Mm-hmm. and the skyscraper you know hmm. um, is is anything but that it's, hmm. it's a pointy sharp object yeah there's no diameter you don't measure a high rise in terms of diameter yeah. so why choose a skyscraper we don't know yeah so i think huh, the reason they've chosen burj khalifa is because of the height so the asteroid has height and width and width. but they have used burj khalifa only they've used only its height only it's hmm. so they've used it selectively uh, selective that's which is misleading a little bit very. because at its base i don't think a high rise building or at least this burj khalifa is not 500 meters yeah 500 meters is a lot correct where else do you remember any other uh, places where they use such uh, measurements i've seen um, Usually, like you know, things like uh, the uh, how amazing the human body is. Okay, okay. Like you know, if you were to pull out um, all your uh, blood, uh, what do you call those? Uh, oh, all your blood vessels in your body, huh. blood vessels. Okay, they can go around the earth. Wow, some number of times. Okay, or, um, <laughs> some stuff like that. You know. Oh, I remember one. Like if your brain, all the all wow. the neurons and all in your brain, if it is unfolded. Yeah, it becomes like a large football field size or something like that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. some nonsense like that. You're right. Some stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just random trivia that comes and hits you. You know, <laughs> when you're a child, <laughs> and it's like a, I don't know, like a tumor just stays there. <laughs> you know, you're writing your exam. You don't remember <laughs> what you studied the previous night. Yeah. But then this stupid fact will this come. This rubbish stays <laughs> on your deathbed. You know, <laughs> they want to know about your last wishes, and then this trivia comes out. 
<laughs> so I think and for, you know I know for a fact our life will be this only <laughs> after having so done so much of this crap <laughs> your whole family is there waiting for some nice kind words <laughs> you are about to name a successor <laughs> and then we'll be like please follow us on spotify <laughs> <laughs> Castbox, Castbox. So comment is here. Okay, Kishor. Sure. Uh, second topic. This topic is about a yatra across India. Now, usually yatras are driven by some sort of religion or something. You know, usually yeah. that's that's what you associate it with. Yeah. But uh, this is a. covid yatra and as well, ironic it is 2020 so it is 2020 yeah and as ironic as it sounds it's true so there was or there still is a covid yatra that is across india and that is to raise awareness and funds about covid 19 yeah so okay. some more quick information about yeah. this yatra so three socially conscious citizens have and and why it is in the news why we are covering it is because this yatra is currently in mumbai they've reached mumbai on their entire route and which is why it came up as a local story and which is why we are covering it so three socially conscious citizens who reached mumbai over the weekend after covering 19 states and 16000 kilometers by road they so so there are three of them and they have embarked on a unique 25000 km journey in a specially modified car and the team members are uh, uh Ahmed Siddiqui who is from Delhi he's a driving enthusiast then there is an Agra resident Neha Chaturvedi who is a painter and then there is also Mumbai based Siddharth Datta <coughs> and uh, incidentally Neha Chaturvedi is also making a documentary on the trip yes yes correct so uh, they and and you know in this entire trip of this they are talking to different different people uh, i think with the objective of just understanding how covid has impacted all of the different uh, kinds of people in india now some they they say that they've met doctors they've met dabbawalas they've met differently able children from save the children india i mean yeah i'm sure they have good intentions yeah but what is the what are the metrics on the awareness awareness <laughs> and uh, and how much have they raised if and how much say, have you raised if you originally get 10 lakhs to spread awareness yeah. and through your awareness yatra you end up raising yeah. say a crore then it's a yeah. very good machine Yeah, that has to be the uh, news anchor piece. I think correct. I think our journalists are also to blame a little bit here for for just being machine-like in picking up such stories. Yeah, and not asking them such questions that we are. Hmm. 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 This is correct. not sufficient. In fact, the top comment on that story is this: It says, <laughs> <laughs> instead of roam around India. Staying on one place and doing bit would be more impactful and efficient. Top comment. <laughs> so, and the, uh, the the I think larger reason why we selected it as a topic is because the best way to raise awareness about a pandemic is yeah. to not roam around the entire country. You're yeah, you're not supposed to be COVID mm-hmm. yatra. Hmm. by virtue is an oxymoron correct yeah <laughs> because covid the... itself is doing a yatra you don't yeah. have to do a yatra <laughs> why are you aiding its travel <laughs> what do you think like do you feel like there's a, a awareness campaign we can design which is pandemic uh, worthy you know it's it doesn't involve people roaming around the country and people can roam around so you can there is an there is a counter argument to this which is not everybody has access to the internet correct 
So there are many people who perhaps need to hear this. Yeah. Through someone. Hmm. And um, and hence, you know, it needs to. So you have to address that population also. So then, let's just design our campaign to uh, cater to the people who have no access. Who are basically finding out about the coronavirus like now. Yeah. Yeah, like because last, of this yatra. Because of this yatra, they found out. Not only they found out, they found out firsthand. They shook hands with this guy and they got it also. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> this, this is like going and meeting far-flung tribes and giving them cholera. <laughs> they were fine till you came. another thing we could design stupid yatras for diseases stupid yatra is a great travel company stupid yatras i'll i'll work for stupid yatras so let's take uh, you know the usual vices like say yeah. i'm imagining if gambling is a vice you huh. do a poker tournament worldwide poker tournament <laughs> <laughs> to raise Gambling awareness. <laughs> Superb. And the winner no, doesn't get to take the money home. That gets, goes back into charity. <laughs> Gamblers will make great donors. <laughs> because <laughs> they just have to pretend they lost. Yeah. So I think we can cover all the basic vices. Yeah. So you know, in cricket commentary, they use this line a lot. They say like, <laughs> you know, it's not about uh, like you know, it's not like Australia one or India one. Today, cricket one. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, yeah it's kind of yeah. like that line. It's not mm. about you know whether this guy won or this guy <laughs> won. The gambling one today. <laughs> <laughs> so another one I got. A music festival for deaf people. <laughs> deaf. <laughs> but you know, they've not heard about it. So they didn't sh- they're not there. They're not there. <laughs> what other, you know, condition can we laugh at? Baldness. Yeah. Baldness is something we can see. <laughs> Hair raising awareness. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> what is hair raising awareness? It's just three words. <laughs> so, what is the festival though? What do all people have to do? They have to come and... Um, <laughs> they have to... Uh, they have to go to Tirupati and donate oh, their hair. And do- <laughs> you get blessings from Lord Balaji that's the myth or story right? you, okay. go, you go donate your hair in Tirupati and you get your uh, wishes fulfilled okay you go say <laughs> but catch 22 <laughs> you have nothing to give <laughs> <laughs> so Keshav, uh, interesting topic and very very relevant and current. Very big story. Big story. So the way in which we can I think summarize it is the farmer protests that are happening in Delhi right now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, why are we doing this actually? I think because we feel strongly about it I guess. Okay. You can say. Um, even though it is not our usual mm-hmm. um, shallow fun Correct. thing that we can make fun of. Yeah, there's not much here to be made fun of, mm-hmm. but I think we we definitely feel like it's an important issue. Yeah, in the country, like in the past, we've done the CANRC. Correct, correct. Or the Ayodhya verdict. Yeah. So uh, disclaimer, I think is that we've not spent as much time reading up about the 
whole issue as we had say done for the ayodhya issue or even the 370 article 370 right yeah article 370 yeah but so probably i think uh, more than anything it's just so that people at least have an upar upar ka idea why are protests happening what right. their demands are just so that everyone at least has some surface level knowledge our share our level of ignorance yeah yeah perfect <laughs> <laughs> so what do you know where do you want to start first do you want to start with what the 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 bills or the ordinances or yeah let's start are? there let's start there let's perfect. start there okay cool so the first one is the farmers into brackets empowerment and protection close bracket agreement on price assurance and farm services act that's one the Not second act. bill yeah sorry bill so eventually that's that's what the act will be named if it will becomes be named, an yeah, act if it becomes yeah then second is the farmers produce trade and commerce into brackets pro- promotion and facilitation close bracket again act and lastly there's also a proposed amendment to the essential commodities act 1955 so these are the three things that are happening and yeah. the they are you can say the root cause uh, for all of the protests all of the unrest etc etc yeah now yeah. do you want to jump into each one individually and what that aims to do through the amendments that are proposed yeah let's do that for point number 1 mm-hmm. what does it mean like what is the new thing that is being introduced yeah right? yeah farmers ag- agreement and price on price assurance and farm, farm services. services yes so this didn't exist up until now yeah but now they're saying that once this comes in any business owner can enter into a deal a kind of a contract with a farmer mm-hmm. and they can have a predetermined price yes uh there will be like a legal agreement uh it's all very legit and there also be a body that will settle disputes so that the farmer is protected from being exploited by the business owner correct correct that's one part of it mm-hmm. it proposes to allow farmers and buyers large buyers so there are many examples of uh, organizations that require like say for juice so i think uh, you know tropicana all of these pepsico they need oranges or they need hmm. grapes or whatever so or potatoes or potatoes for chips so this act or to be act will allow these larger corporations to directly enter into agreements and contracts with farmers to produce their specific uh, good uh, their specific produce basically yeah yeah and why is there un- like what there is problem? a part 2 to this yeah. the part 2 of this is farm services yeah so first part is straightforward mm-hmm. the second part is where it gets a little bit vulnerable for the farmer okay. or the makes the farmer vulnerable the second part is called farm services mm-hmm. farm services essentially in my understanding is uh, contract farming okay it's kind of like a predetermined contract mm-hmm. up top itself you signed a deal saying you will deliver so and so grade of wheat or rice or brinjal or whatever mm-hmm. you've you've signed a deal you've probably even taken an advance mm-hmm. and then the balance is supposed is due to you when you make that delivery correct now let's say uh, you make the delivery and then the company says but this this is not of a certain grade that we delivered yeah yeah it's the same variety same kind size is small say size is small it has worms mm-hmm. it has um, you know when i cut it it's not as plump mm-hmm. whatever you know the subjective issues you can figure correct uh, you know look at us the way we buy fruit and vegetables yeah. right you do reject when you're picking up into your basket yeah and that's quite whimsical mm. it's not a science mm-hmm. when you put stuff into your basket it's not a science you're just going by gut mm-hmm. now imagine if corporations were driven by gut mm. and that gut was further driven by greed mm. 
they can you know at at, at will they can be like okay just reject it so we can then cut its cost correct then the farmer gets is put in a very uh, precarious position especially after all the work is done yeah so why are people now protesting this specific thing and what their asks are regarding this specific act so one of them that i came across is that this is very good because it allows it allows farmers and uh, small farmers etc to sell beyond their mandated local uh, mandi or their apmc okay so it gives freedom to farmers to go and find private buyers of their uh, produce and sell to them first and and still uh, there is this restriction of farmers only being able to sell at their local mandi they cannot even go and sell to another state even if they are at the border of two states they have to sell to that mandi that they fall under the jurisdiction of uh, which is the second act yes actually right yes yeah so one because of these private arrangements it allows farmers to sell across states across whatever so that's one good thing you can say that it will allow the bad thing that i came across people are saying is that the whole uh, legal framework contract all of that is good but for a small farmer who doesn't yeah. have scale who produces yeah. just maybe you know one batch of crops in a year for them they are not going to the big corporations are not going to come to buy from them secondly even if they do they are going to word the contract so they're going to make it so watertight that the small yeah. farmer is going to get screwed no look at us i mean i've i look at i don't think i'm as naive or gullible as hmm. a as a small farmer hmm. but i have been taken for a ride by large corporations whether it's a bank or a telecom company where i've i've made that mistake i've burnt my fingers yeah, yeah. and then learned to be careful like i'm sure like at some point i've i've paid for data excessively once back in the day mm-hmm. without realizing that hey I, i was supposed to do a certain turn something off on my phone before traveling abroad yeah. some basic error like that and it, it's in, it's on the contract i've signed the contract and uh, you then pay through your nose yeah yeah is not and it's a small thing and then you learn a lesson you can say but it's not my livelihood now imagine if you're punched in the gut and you know your livelihood is kind of Yeah. And you've put in all that labor and because of a piece of paperwork you're being denied that money at the end of a season or a year that's i mean that's horrible correct so uh, in among the many reasons why they are protesting and we're not talking about one person here or one farmer here 86% of india's farmers apparently are this kind, kind or this scale correct. of small farmers correct correct we're not organized large farmers like that right? yeah so it's important to protect them yes okay cool so i think that covers uh, the first act one you can the say. covers act 1 now act 2 which is farmers produce trade and commerce into brackets promotion and facilitation act yeah so this i think you already set up a little bit that this in essence this allows farmers to now go outside their mandis their apmcs mm mm-hmm. and i think we should elaborate on that yeah yeah so uh, what happens currently i think right. uh, currently and this is this may be a very very uh, watered down version but my understanding of what happens currently is you have to as a farmer as a producer of uh, whatever grains vegetables whatever you have to sell through the mandi so you go sell your stuff to the mandi and then the mandi is we or the apmc in larger yeah. cities is a yeah. collection of traders and right. that mandi or that apmc also has to have certain facilities like a weighing uh, weighing facility uh, soil testing it it's yeah. it's it's all you know by the book you have to there's an apmc act i think that says yeah. these are the requirements of an apmc So in fact it may serve a little bit to go back to the history of APMC. Yeah, 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 yeah. So right you now we can take 2 minutes to 
correct so, so why, why the apmc even started yeah so go for it go for it so uh, historically we've as a society we've had a culture of exploitation of farm yes so earlier the exploitation would happen in the form of money lenders mm. so let's say uh, it's a bad monsoon mm. farmer uh, loses his crop or due to pests loses his crop does not have a harvest he's uh, sent into a little bit of debt mm. so then he goes to a money lender in the village and he takes a certain amount of debt next season that same money lender also happens to be the buyer mm. or the trader in that village mm. because he is the money muscle now that person can decide the price of your crop because you are indebted to him let's say the price of crop is 100 for what you're selling but he'll give you only 50 because you don't have any say in this matter yeah this way he makes sure you remain in debt for longer mm. and the cy- debt cycle keeps continuing mm. and this was happening rampantly in india mm-hmm. it was the zamindari system this is what was prevalent mm. and the design by design the apmc was meant to eradicate this correct and it did in a large way yeah because what it did introduce is this minimum support price uh, yeah so so it wanted to the reason why apmc's came up was to give farmers that assurance that if no one will buy it we yeah. will buy it at this this minimum support price So and there are some twenty-two commodities or twenty-two items that are on that list. Yeah. So if you farm that, you're safe. And those twenty-two items are basically things like onion, potato, dal, chawal. Correct. That space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, uh, so so cool. So that's the history of APMCs. Now, ironically, what ended yeah. up happening is even yeah. APMCs have become yeah. kind of a, uh, a cartel. A cartel, exactly. so these yeah. traders get together and they yeah. manipulate the prices yeah. so that the farmer ends up getting nothing above the minimum support price no in many cases they don't they are even arm twisted into selling below uh, selling below yeah. because the minimum support guarantee comes from the government correct correct they they are you know they are put in a spot for example where let's say a farmer has taken a a, a small truck load mm. or a tractor load to the nearest apmc mm. the cartel does the works in such a way that see these are all perishables mm. let's say this guy has tomatoes mm. you get into a staring competition with him to see who blinks first yeah 3 days have gone a week has gone by that the tomatoes are going to rot correct so the guy will blink and say you know what just give me whatever yeah yeah these are the kinds of you know strong arm tactics that exists mm. in the market mm. and they suffer they suffer yeah the farmers do suffer so what and and the other important thing is that these uh, apmcs and mandis they are uh, state bodies so they yeah. earn a percentage of the transaction basically of the buying and the selling of the revenue yeah so in fact even that is quite licensed it's quite archaic correct correct so only if you have a license can you be a trader trader there. yeah and uh, no surprises most of these are politicians and you know people relatives relatives people in power correct plus there's a full network right next in line will be a rung of uh, commission agents yeah. trading agents yeah. you know so it's a well oiled machine correct where only the rich get rich and the farmer is screwed even here even here yeah so what this act now proposes to allow is yeah. the farmer will not be restricted to selling only at the local mandi or that apmc he has choice to a free market free market correct here now why are people protesting So on yes, uh, this is very interesting. If 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 we are if we are making it better, mm. why are farmers protesting in Punjab and Haryana, and why just Punjab? And yeah. So here, I, I you know these are actually things that I don't know which side I am on yet because I do not have more information. But yeah. to answer your question of why are people protesting only in Punjab or majorly in Punjab and Haryana, so the responses to that seem to be that. Punjab and Haryana are the two states where most where maximum procurement by the government 
happens for wheat and paddy these two uh, crops or these two yeah. grains now if this is opened up if farmers are not mandated to sell at their local mandi and apmc then they may not sell uh, in punjab and haryana anymore if they are offered a better price out there and these two states will end up losing a large part of their revenue hence they feel threatened and they feel threatened yeah the irony here is that the punjab and haryana farmers are actually the wealthiest farmers in the country exactly yeah this is because of the green revolution yeah, yeah, right yeah. so they have they've benefited a lot mm. but it's also unfair to say that hey because they're wealthy farmers let them suffer correct that's also not fair yeah they are saying what the punjab farmers and the haryana farmers suggest is that the minute it's a free market mm-hmm. the mandis will die out in a matter of years oh okay by the way punjab and haryana have the best network of apmc okay okay so one of the reasons the procurement is very good mm-hmm. or they make a lot of money mm-hmm. and it works in the favor of the farmers is is because they don't have to travel too much as per the original proposal by design every apmc was supposed to be yeah, yeah every 5 kilometers yeah every 5 kilometers there was supposed to be a market mm-hmm. which didn't really happen correct so part of the protest is that part of the protest is that instead of bulldozing and removing it completely and making three new bills and laws mm-hmm. maybe improve on the existing apmc yeah and you know better that So another thing that uh, I just want to talk about is that the ruling party's claim is that the people who are protesting are under the impression that the minimum support price is going to be abolished. Yeah. But it's not that. That's so they are saying that this is we are not abolishing minimum support price. We are just giving an option over and above minimum support price. So the reason why people are protesting is that if minimum support price is abolished so they are under the misconception that it is going to be abolished so they are protesting saying ke mat abolish karo if it is abolished then small farmers again will be screwed so because yeah. only the big uh, big farmers with uh, hectares and hectares of land can yeah. afford to you know can find buyers at that scale but the small farmers will have to depend on minimum support price and if that is removed then there'll be chaos so why is there confusion about this like why do farmers believe that minimum support price is going to be removed i feel like that's all politics that's where politics comes in yeah. and what do you feel if on a scale of 1 to 10 how uh, politically driven is this entire issue it may not have become political had the manner in which it was brought about not been this right so the way the way it panned out mm-hmm. the first time it came into the news in such big uh, at such a national level was the whole issue in the parliament mm-hmm. right where it was it was moved forward with a with a voice vote or a oral vote count mm-hmm. in spite of many opposition parties uh, rejecting it okay or not even rejecting it they didn't reject it outright they said that this should be put in front of a parliamentary committee okay to make suggestions so that it can be well rounded you can consider all angles mm-hmm. so the bulldoze the manner in which it was brought about okay. so the entire house was bulldozed okay and that is when uh, a big political leader from punjab quit right yeah. harsimrat kaur badal is the minister of food processing industries and she resigned from the union cabinet okay because the party that she comes from the shiromani akali dal they opposed the legislation and that is what created the major rift between the shiromani akali dal and bjp okay this is the you can say the birth of the politicizing of the issue mm-hmm. from to to summarize the whole political uh, aspect of this entire thing i think in my limited research that i've done i have seen enough evidence for both 
okay i've seen enough uh, evidence may be too strong but i've seen enough points yeah i've seen thank you i've seen enough points from well respected journalists etc that are saying that there are benefits to this whole new thing that is being proposed and i have also seen enough points of view that are backed up and that makes sense to me to show that the people who are protesting are, are also valid in asking what they want are valid but are also doing it because uske uh, their income is getting stopped in some way or the other yeah yeah so yeah. The, the the there is potential threat to, the, to their income threat yeah and why they are protesting is not because of they really believe that it is a bad law or they care about farmers they are protesting because they have been asked to protest by the opposition so these yeah. are the two it's uh, a combination the it the politics is fueling you, the fire absolutely absolutely 101% there is no two ways about this yeah. and let's uh, agree right i mean uh, farmers in other parts of the country don't have tractors yeah yeah to go on tractor rallies to yeah. protest <laughs> the rest of the country's farmers are going what <laughs> like you have so much fuel to burn <laughs> right so there there is a class system hmm. within that also mm-hmm. an irony within that also yeah so many things many things need to be addressed here and the interesting part is that it is something that we have to watch closely because there is one expert who compared this to the liberalization of the economy correct of 1991 of 1991 yeah right so it it is historic in that sense mm-hmm. but like every every other or you know ordinance or anything that comes in from the bjp everything is historic yeah. monetization gst yeah this is also historic mm-hmm. and i think that is also making people a little bit wary mm-hmm. <laughs> when they say historic means they're like okay now what are you going to screw up mm-hmm. yeah uh, because on paper they're all very very good ideas where we end up kind of failing is because execution you know correct we we terrible at executing because not because we're terrible at executing because there is no prep or planning yeah so another so, interesting thing is the current opposition which is the congress i saw yeah, that yeah. these same things were in there i think 2018 or something manifesto wow yeah this, <laughs> and the, now they are opposing and now it. they are opposing <laughs> it so that's the yeah. other i think learning here that Uh, you know the farmers really no one cares about them no one cares they are just happily being exploited exploited from all all angles all angles in fact the third act also i think we should quickly uh, talk about it, yeah which is an amendment correct correct so yeah so so essential commodities act and yeah. uh, what they are planning to amend in that is they are saying that the, the certain i think uh they they are they have divided the things into perishables and non perishables non perishables so perishables would be things like uh, food grains wheat rice stuff that doesn't really go bad quickly and then you have your perishables like onions potatoes tomatoes whatever what they are saying is that the government will no longer monitor these prices on a day to day basis for non perishables they will only uh they will only interfere and they will seal their prices so i think uh, even the a very good example is that i think for the months of april may june or something uh, masks and sanitizers were included as part of essential commodities and prices were capped yeah yeah so you can't go beyond that yeah yes. you can't go beyond you can't hold you can be jailed if you are found holding mask sanitizer whatever and now they are planning to remove these grains uh, non perishables and some other perishables from that essential commodities and only interfere in the case of say if there's a war there is famine there are floods stuff like that or right. if the price of uh, non perishables i think increases by 50% and yeah. perishables increases by 100% yeah so, so then if if that something drastic like that happens then then they'll come in and correct then they'll come correct. in and correct it take the measures to normalize the prices again 
and i don't think this is really a cause for protests in any way this is just one of the three things that is being done together but this is a cause for protest perhaps for people us, like us for yeah, consumers yeah 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 <laughs> i want to take to the streets yeah. for this <laughs> okay yeah right because yeah now now you've basically overnight increased absolutely the price of goods by 50% absolutely or allowed the room for it to yeah. be sent up by 50% 49.99% percent. 49.99% <laughs> in the next few months atta dal roti ice uh, whatever uh, oil yeah. all these pulse mm-hmm. basics can go up that mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. and and non perishable and the uh, non perishables by 100% 100% yeah so that's like a straight up double mm. so i think everyone agrees that food prices are going to increase if this goes through Uh, yeah. and it will not increase overnight it will go slowly 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 okay but you know that it will not stop till the greed has hit the legal cap correct so yeah you're right man even consumers are going to be hit for sure and yeah. the worst part is it's not like the increased amount we will pay will go to the farmer they will exactly that remains the big problem yeah and you know there was this other very good stat that i saw where the gap between what the uh, cons- what the farmer gets paid and what the end consumer ends up paying for okay mm-hmm. so say if there's one single onion now mm-hmm. what this this example tried to give in the form of a very helpful stat was the percentage difference so right. if the farmer is getting 100 for one onion huh. in very developed countries and i think there was the nordic region that region right. which is very developed very ethical etc the difference between that and the consumer so if the farmer is getting 100 the consumer is paying 110 rupees so only 10% only 10% more yeah but in a country like india very often that percentage is 65 70% plus so how do we uh, how do but we where do we send complaints yeah, do we send letters we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do we do and i so, so you know one thing comes to my mind which i i remember you and i had attended this one uh, wild food festival oh yeah yeah i remember you you yeah you found about found out about it and yeah. we went i'm really happy we went for it it was very very informative and one thing that they one thing that they talked about there that is really stuck with me so the fest, this festival was about uh, bringing to uh, light the kinds of foods that tribals eat correct correct uh, who are basic primarily hunter gatherers and they depend on agriculture a little bit yes so it's a very different way that they uh, sustain themselves or they live off the land mm-hmm. and they were making them into heroes yeah that was the whole festival yeah and it was also informing people about how much traditional food is being lost to yeah. just rice wheat corn and soya these are the four grains that i think 60-70% of the cultivation is, is for these four whereas there are thousands of other grains that people just don't are forgetting and are forgetting and we're losing it as time goes yeah. so that was the overall message and one thing in that was they recommended that like you have family doctors you hmm. should try and have a family farmer wow what a beautiful concept yeah that was a cool concept where you know you, you that farmer will automatically be assured that there are people who are going to directly buy his or her uh, yeah. produce and it's such a respectable equation such a good relationship yeah yeah you know and it ties into this whole belief that food is medicine correct yeah 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 and you know and if we're going to be treating the the doctor or the pharmacist or the compounder badly hmm. then they will spit they in your in your and they will spit in your tablets <laughs> <laughs> that is what is happening <laughs> but you know i'm imagining if this concept ever uh, materializes i know that there's all logistical problems and there's all of that 
बट इमेजिन इफ यू हैव अ फैमिली बुचर फैमिली दूध वाला फैमिली एग वाला सो सेंट्रलाइज या सो मेनफुल सो सो वन थिंग वी कैन प्रॉबेबली कंक्लूड ऑन वन नोट वी कैन कंक्लूड ऑन आई थिंक इज इफ एवरी वन जस्ट स्टार्ट बींग अ लिटिल क्यूरियस अबाउट वेर देर फूड कम्स फ्रॉम वाह सुपर सुपर ग्रेट स्टार्ट ग्रेट स्टार्ट सो जस्ट गेट अ लिटिल क्यूरियस अबाउट वेर इट कम्स स्टार्ट आस्किंग क्वेश्चन स्टार्ट ट्राइंग टू अंडरस्टैंड बिल्ड अ मे बी अ रिलेशनशिप विथ योर टू पीपल विथ योर वेंडर विथ योर Food start your conversation there with that see yeah. see where that goes yeah no we are not getting into farmers rights and farmer well being and all just get to know where your sabji comes from milk comes yeah. from that's where your chicken comes from where yeah. your bean milk where your whatever you uh, <laughs> when we say weed we basically mean things that you put outside your farm yeah to keep the snakes out <laughs> so yeah just and you know you will learn a lot when you start having these conversations with your uh, local vendors you will definitely learn a lot probably your consumption will also change for the better yeah, yeah ask your swiggy guy where the food came from <laughs> no <laughs> We are talking to people who buy vegetables and fruit. <laughs> If you're still on like you know ordering mode, then yeah, yeah. Then sorry, this episode, this, this part this is this part is not for you. Yeah. Not for you. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this uh, really informative subject. Yes, yes, and uh, as always. Don't forget to write into us. You can email us at hello at farfromfact dot in. Yes, you can also DM us on Facebook and Instagram. We are uh, at farfromfact. You can also find us on Castbox and leave a comment there. You can yeah. subscribe to us on Spotify. You can leave us a comment on iTunes. Yes, leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yes, and if you can come home, if and you're very, us. very, yeah, <laughs> rate us. Yeah, and you can come yeah. home if you're very, very eager to yeah. rate us. Yeah, yeah, or if you're really like, um, depending on depending on what kind of clothes you're wearing. <laughs> if you if you if you're scantily clad, you're welcome. <laughs> Boys and girls. <laughs> We just want skin, <laughs> any kind. <laughs> okay, okay. Bye, bye. bye. <laughs>